Master Tavern Keepers, History of the Old World. So, Master Tavernkeeper, how did things change for Drakenfels with the coming of chaos to the old world? Ah, well, in essence, with their coming came immense power for the great enchanter. <laughs> power! Unlimited power! <laughs> Anyway, it was around 7,000 years ago that the power of the Imperium flooded the Old World with the collapsing of the Polar Gates and ended the 10,000-year reign of the Old Ones. This brought forth legions upon legions of demons unto our world and death, destruction and despair to all. Well, to almost all, uh, by which I mean not Drakenfels. During the tenure of the Masters of the Slan, Drakenfels had already grown greatly in power, as the Old Ones had constructed their geomantic web. He had also learned much of their high magic, by corrupting and enchanting in equal measure some of those taught directly by the Old Ones. As a being older, than both the coming of the Old Ones and the coming of Chaos, and newly swelled with magical might, brought on by the unfettered access to the winds of magic that the collapse of the Polar Gates had brought, he looked down upon the newcomers, the demons, and their shadowy, dark gods, and was amused. What fear should I hearken to in the face of these demons, as you call them, mortal? Not. I can dissipate them with a glance, I can destroy them with a gesture, and I can bend them to my will with a word. I fear neither them nor their impotent gods. You're wasting your time. I will not aid you, elf. Take that message back to your lord and Uthuan. However, his mockery and disdain did not mean he had nothing to do with them. No, rather he saw them as a blacksmith sees a pile of iron ore. Something to be smelted, forged, beaten into a finely crafted weapon and then wielded. And wield the scions of the dark powers he did. Although, never once falling under the sway of their corrupting influence. Ock, I see what you mean about his iron will, then. Few, if any, can do that. Indeed, 
which is what makes him all the more dangerous in my humble opinion. And so, as the legions of the chaotic powers ravage this world, burning and devastating all about them, Drakenfels indulged his darkest desires, committing atrocity and carnage at will and reveling in his newfound magical might. However, just as all good things must come to an end, so too do evil days have their waxing, zenith, and then waning. Six thousand years ago, when the Azura Mage, Kalador Dragontamer, created the Great Vortex on the Isle of the Dead at the centre of Ulthuan to drain the excess magical energy from the world, the time of unbound chaos came to an end, and also so did the halcyon days of Drakenfell's unfettered destruction and debauchery. Ugh, much like uh, Bellacor at the same time then, who had it all and then lost it. Indeed, but unlike your uh, Bellacor, Drakenfell's persisted, and although his magics were diminished by the New World Order, his appetites were not. Drakenfels, you see, is a survivor, and in pursuit of his desire to exist, to persist, no option is off the table, no course of action beyond contemplation, no crime unconscionable. He is pragmatism personified. I do as I must, and I take what I will. I lean my entire being into living, living as I wish to, but above that, ensuring that I continue to do so. What can you teach me, with a mere single lifetime under your belt? Nothing. Your morals are meaningless, even more so than your meager existence. To the minds of men, that makes him evil. But in truth, he is beyond such notions. To him, there is no good. There is no evil. There is only necessity. And he will do whatever it takes. Whatever is necessary. And I do mean anything. Absolutely anything. To avoid the only thing he fears. Oblivion. In this aim, he is as straight and driven as an arrow, ruthless and cold and true in his aim. However, when this fear is not playing on his mind, his sadistic urges come to the fore, and it was in this state of bliss that he spent the millennia since the creation of the Great Vortex. The Old World and the Southlands were his to terrorize, and he terrorized all he found about him, be that men, women, children, villages, towns, cities, and realms all suffered. All were naught but playthings in the endless entertainment that he so desired. Who knows how many 
nascent civilizations were pruned out of existence by his merest of whims. And this was all until, of course, the rise of the Empire. Now, there are scant sources for the atrocities he committed during this long, early period. Rather, we have naught but fragments on shattered tablets and terrifying tales from time immemorial preserved in the oral traditions. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, like, uh, what sort of tales, Master Tavernkeeper? What did he do? Ah, well... For example, from the Tuareg elders in the desert, I heard stories of a great enchanter that roamed the great desert at the head of a vicious army made up of bound demons and cutthroat nomads. They were renowned for leaving naught of the camps of their rivals, but blood-slick stains upon the desert sands, peppered with still living survivors, skinned Blinded and impaled on stakes. Flay any who trespass on our lands. Stretch their skins between your tent poles. And where we have killed, erect a pillar of heads so that our enemies might know we have been here and shake in fear of us. And fear, Drakenfels, they did. I heard tell of a great leader of one of the ancient tribes. Upon hearing that Drakenfels and his army were approaching, stabbed himself in the chest rather than face them. However, this rampage came to an end when Nehek, the first recorded king of Nehekara, united the tribes against the followers of Drakenfels, and in skirmish after skirmish, the alliance of men was able to whittle down the army of the great enchanter to no more than a baker's dozen. It mattered not to Drakenfels, though. He had grown bored of the desert and disappeared off into the Badlands. Rumors of his presence next appear. 1,490 years before the start of the Imperial Calendar, in events recorded in the Dwarven Book of Grudges, no less. Certain personal records claim that it was Drakenfels who was the shadowy hand that wielded the gigantic Orc and Goblin horde that tore through the Badlands at that time. Their most notable conquest was the dwarf mine of Ekrund, now known as Mount Bloodhorn, on the southeastern shore of the Black Gulf in the Dragonback Mountains, once famed for its huge deposits of ore and precious gems. This wealth did nothing to stem the massive onslaught brought by the Greenskins, though. Almost all the denizens of the Deep were killed with the only surviving dwarves being those who manned the harbour. These fled, taking what they knew of what happened across the gulf. Their ancestors would eventually establish new holds and vaults, including that of Karak Izor. Some of the logbooks of these dwarf sailors claim that as Drakenfell's minions, 
celebrated their victory in the famed Brewery of the Mine. That the uh, Enchanter had his pick of the magical treasures, jewels and artefacts of Ekrund before he disappeared from history once more. The next mention of him is a thousand years later, at the head of yet another army, one that stalked the Darklands. This was an army of vile and malevolent goblins who wrought mayhem wherever they went. But all this came to an end with the rise of Sigmar Heldenhammer. Ark, just, uh, just you wait a crow of the cock there, Master Tavern Keeper. Now, you just said that all this came to an end with the rise of Sigmar Heldenhammer. Now that's a very interesting turn of phrase. Did, uh, did something happen between Drakenfels and Sigmar then? Ah, indeed. Very perceptive of you, Master Alchemist. The Battle of Drakenmoor in the 11th year of the Imperial Calendar happened. And at last, the Great Enchanter met his match. <laughs>